It's time to dig in and discuss the questions on the minds of today's leaders. You are listening to The Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. This is where we get vulnerable, raw, and authentic about the stuff that really matters. Now, here is your host, Kathleen Reeson. Welcome to The Kathleen Reeson Show on pushing the boundaries on leadership. And you guys, what's so exciting is that for the past year, I've been coming to you under the brand Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. And today, today is the day where we ship the brand to the Kathleen Reeson Show. And it seems so obvious. Like, of course, it's just the Kathleen Reeson Show. It's so simple. And yet, what it means to me, and I want to share a little bit about that with you in this moment. So a year ago, and, and as I share this, think about the times in your life where something like this has occurred for you. A year ago, I was debating. I knew I got to get my voice out there. I knew I got to be uh, very concrete in my messaging so that others could understand what I'm up to. I knew that. And when a friend of mine said, hey, hey, why do you think about being on the radio? I thought, well, I'm not 100% sure what message I would, I would say, what I would actually show up and say, even though I had been in business for so long and I had, I had a signature message, but I really wasn't sure what words would come out of my mouth. And at the time, she says, my friend, Wendy, hi, Wendy. She says to me, well, what, what, have, you, what have you done? What have you done that's, that's really easy? And I looked around at what I had done in the past. And I looked around what people were asking me in the moment. This was right during the middle, the beginning of the pandemic. This is like last April, May. And I realized I'd started seven businesses and they were successful. I'd run seven businesses. And I had lots of people asking me, especially as businesses were letting people go. They were saying, how do you start a business? And so that's why I said, I'm just going to, yeah, I'm in and I'm going to call it profit launch because that's what people were asking me. How do I launch this? Even though it wasn't really at my heart, when the message that I wanted to get out there, it was me opening up my voice and using the mechanism. And so I said, yes. And I stepped in. And if you go listen to the early shows on profit launch, a lot of them are about how do I actually grow a business? The mechanisms, what do I, what do I do? And then I'll tell you what, August, September happened, and I really opened up about what it was that I really cared about, and that's in the area of leadership. And where I actually work is with executives and leaders, and my, my goal is to support them in understanding emotional intelligence and vulnerability in the workplace, which is today's topic, and really understanding how we increase productivity in a way that's joyful in a way that's joyful because stress never, ever in the history of the world never created results, except high blood pressure. I mean, it creates results that we don't necessarily want, but it doesn't create the results that we want. It doesn't, it just doesn't create those. So we get to create joy in the workplace. We get to create fun and a freedom. And so that's what we're about. And what ended up happening? So August, September, I start getting into the space. I'm like, this is what I'm going to talk about. And then you guys, I talked all about this. If you'll listen to my shows in the October, November timeframe, my mom died. My mom died. And so in November, she died October 8th. We, we buried her the end of October. Then I got COVID. It was just crazy time. And so in November, I said, I'm going to show up on radio, podcast, TV, all the different mechanisms we have here. If I'm going to show up, I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. And so if you go listen to the shows from November under the Profit Launch brand, which are all linked through the Kathleen Reeson show, you can see them all through the Inspired Choices Network. There's a new app that you can get on Google Play or on uh, Apple. 
go Inspired Choices Network, go check out, go check it out. You can listen to us live through it too. So I don't know how you're listening right now, but you can listen live and call into the show all through that mechanism. Okay. So in November, I say, if I'm going to show up, I'm going to show up raw. And I said, the shows that I'm giving are going to be the equivalent to walking you in my front door, up the steps into my bedroom and opening up my underwear drawer and showing you my undies. Like, who would do that? That's so uncomfortable and, and really kind of gross, really. Like, here you go, here's my used undies. You know, why, why would anybody want to do that? And yet it's a level of vulnerability that allows you to see me and me to show you who I am. And so in the month of November, gosh, I showed up and like, cried more than I've ever cried. Not about like my mom's dead. And it wasn't about that. It was just about, this is who I am. And I'm going to let you see me, all of me, whole, broken, like all of it. I'm going to let you in. And so then in December, I continued that theme in January and February and March. And then I thought, you know what? If this is really where it is, I get to be committed to the rebrand. I get to be committed to the rebrand. And I worked with my friends. So thank you, Kevin, Kevin Fullerton. I'll bring him on the show here soon. He's an amazing uh, brand expert, brand strategist. He works for Springboard Creative. He actually runs Springboard Creative in Kansas City, Missouri. And I partner with him and I say, Kevin, what do I get to create here? Where do we get to go? And he says, it's so very simple. So very simple. The Kathleen Reeson show, Pushing the Boundaries of Leadership. And it just made sense. And that's the thing, guys. When it's, when it's the, in alignment, it's not, it's not like fireworks go off and, oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't see it before. When you're in alignment, when everything's in congruency, oh, of course, of course, it's that of course feeling. And sometimes we believe it's going to be this like, boom, you know, that's it. Like, like a light bulb went off and, you know, you've seen those pictures too, light bulb idea. And most of the time what happens is when we slip into alignment, if we're just slightly out of alignment and we slip in, it's not like fireworks. It's not the light bulb going off. It's like, oh yeah, of course, of course that makes sense. And so for me, there were so many lessons over the last year, but the biggest is just get started. Oftentimes we let perfectionism stand in our way. Perfectionism is I want to get it right. I want to get it right. And I'm not going to move forward till I get it right. That's not really serving me. And it's certainly not serving you. There are tons of great content. As I've been listening to the shows over the last year, I'm learning from me, which is such a beautiful space. And yet, had I been waiting till now, I would have missed the opportunity to get my message out for the last year. You would have missed the opportunity to get to hear that message for the last year. And there's lots of things that wouldn't have happened. I never would have gone to the space of vulnerability. And the reality is probably wouldn't have gotten here. I probably wouldn't have gotten here. And so my message for you in this moment is just trust whatever's coming up. And even if, even if you don't know where it's leading you, that doesn't mean that it's not leading you somewhere great. That's the piece of surrender. And I've done entire shows on surrender and I'll continue to do shows on surrender because I believe that surrender is one of the keys to creating fulfillment life, fulfillment in business, to creating happy, joyful, productive employees but it goes hand in hand with vulnerability. Surrender and vulnerability go hand in hand. So vulnerability in the workplace, which again, that's what we're talking about today. And why? What, why, would we, why would I talk about vulnerability in the workplace? Okay, because vulnerability is showing yourself. Now, that can be totally scary. I get it. I totally get it. But I'll tell you what. I have talked with a bunch of employees, probably your employees. <laughs> I've talked with thousands of employees 
over the last few months. I was just, I facilitated a, an exercise with some communicators. So it was a communication conference and I facilitated an exercise on Thursdays, two hours. And I asked, what is it that you really want in the workplace? And I did the same thing with HR professionals a couple of weeks ago. And I've been asking, what do you really want? And you think like, flexibility. And so I asked them first, what is it that you believe that your employees want? Because they have employees too. And, and so they said flexibility. Uh, that was the number one thing. And uh, then it was, it was things. It was like paid time off, more holidays, you know, more PTO, that kind of stuff. That's what they thought people wanted. But then I said, shift the question. What is it that you want? What do you want? And you guys, you know what they said? They said, I want understanding. I want to be heard. I want to make a difference. I want to know that I matter. And here's the reality. Like, this is the reality of the situation. It is that we will be, if, if, we, if I died today, somebody else would do the work that I'm doing. No, I'm not in an employment employer role. So if I was an employee, then it would hold true that my role would be replaced. Okay, my role will be replaced. And I say that because that we don't want to be the person that is irreplaceable. I mean, yes, I'm irreplaceable as a mom. Okay, no one's ever going to be the mom that I am. But in the message that I'm sharing with the world, my goal is to light people up with my words so that they can then share them. I get to light people up so that they can share them. And when I do that, my mission is complete. When I get enough people that are lighting it up and talking about the same message that I am, then I don't have to share that and I can move on to the next message. When I move on to the next message, then that means that message, the original message can carry on without me having to be in control of it. Okay, so that is power. People want to know that they matter. They want to know that their work matters in this moment. I can't tell you what's going to happen a day from now, a year from now, or 10 years or 20 years from now, but I can tell you in this moment, does your work matter? So if we have employees that are saying, I want to know that I matter, that I'm making a difference, that the people around me care about what I have to say. Yet here's the interesting statistic, and this one blows my mind right now. So we've lived in an environment where some companies are in person. They've gone back to in-person, some are not, some are hybrid. It's all over the place. Microsoft just did this study and they said to employees, how many of you, if your employer said right now, come back to the office, how many of you would do it? 41% said they would quit if their employers asked them to come back right in this moment, 41%, huge number. And here's the deal. The average amount of weight gain in COVID in the last year is 29 pounds. There's some statistic, I don't remember what it is, but it's a higher percentage that have gained over 60 pounds in the last year. And that's unbelievable. But here's the deal. We've all, like you can see right now, if you're watching on the TV version, if you're on the radio, you can just trust me. But you can see from about my chest, the middle of my chest up through, my, through the top of my head on Zoom. Now, sometimes the camera angle can be a little bit lower and maybe you can see from the, the bottom of my chestal region <laughs> up through my head, but you can't see like really my belly, my legs, any of that, they're hidden. Okay, they're hidden. And so now people have to put pants on for one thing. So you could rephrase that and say 41% of people will quit if you make them put pants on and go back to work. 
That possibly could be it. That's not how the stats are written. So that's Kathleen Adlib. But the reality is that people are uncomfortable with what, how, they've sh- how they're showing up right now, their physical attributes. And so they don't want to go back into the office. And then there's the people, a lot of companies, you guys, you may be one of these companies who don't, don't make people turn on their cameras. And so people haven't actually seen them. I, I just read a, a post, I was reading through LinkedIn the other day, and someone was saying, uh, this, the lady had a baby and she was saying, oh, I'm so excited to get back into the office and see my coworkers again. And one of the coworkers said, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you for over a year because I didn't even know you were pregnant. This lady has been pregnant and been on maternity leave and ready to come back to the office. And her office mates didn't even know she was pregnant. Can you even imagine that? Somebody that you work with every single day, you don't even know that they're pregnant. That's the level of vulnerability that we don't have in the office. Yeah, it's absolutely, it's crazy. And yet people are saying, I want to know that I matter. And this lady has a baby and nobody knows. Nobody knows. So here's what I'm hearing when I'm talking with your employees. They are saying, okay, so, so the executive or the, the CEO, I, I'm not even sure he, she, you know, whatever. Let's just call it Benny, okay? Like a neutral person, Benny. I don't even think Benny, I, they don't listen. Benny doesn't listen. Benny doesn't care what I have to say or what our team has to say, and I'm so tired of it. Now, I know that's not everybody, but this is what I hear over and over and over and over and over and over again. And let's break this down because it's not that Benny's a bad person. I'm Benny, you're Benny. Here's the deal. Benny's our fictional character here. But the the deal is that there's four different communication styles. That's why when I was talking with the communicators, we're talking about four different communication styles. And ultimately, we could could spend a ton of time on what those communication styles are. I could facilitate an incredible event with your company, but that's not the point. (laughs) But call me if you want to do that. But the point is, that as CEOs, as executives, as powerful leaders, we typically are controllers, which means we drive things forward. We get stuff done. But the reality is there's carnage in the background. There's carnage because we aren't the ones that are saying, I want to make sure everybody feels great about the movement that we're making. I want to make sure that everybody's having fun while we make it. And I want to make sure that all the details are covered. We're saying we're going to get it done. And the consequence to that is that oftentimes People don't feel heard, loved, or know that they matter. And that lies the problem. There's a problem. So we've identified the problem. We're going to go on a quick break. And when we get back, we'll actually get into more about vulnerability in the workplace. And what do we actually do about this? Now that we know there's a problem here, what do we do about it? You guys are listening to the very first episode of the Kathleen Reeson Show, Pushing the Boundaries of Leadership, since we just launched the rebrand today, and I couldn't be more excited. So we're here on Inspired Choices Network. Enjoy this quick break, and I'll talk to you in a second. Are you enjoying the conversations on the Kathleen Reeson Show? Kathleen speaks both in person and virtually at companies, conferences, and retreats all over the world. Learn about booking Kathleen Reeson for your next event at KathleenReeson.com. That's KathleenReeson.com. Now, back to the Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. Welcome back to Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? 
Inspire Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspire Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspirechoicesnetwork.com. Welcome back to the Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the pro. Oh, my gosh, I'm not used to it yet. Welcome back to the Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. And so this is what's so perfect. We're talking about vulnerability in the workplace and what I what just happened. I went to go show my intro, my opener uh, here, and I said, I almost said, welcome back to the Profit Launch. And the thing is, it's okay. We're all human. And so being vulnerable in the workplace is really about being okay, being exposed, and not getting it right all the time, not getting it perfect, because the reality is there is no right. So being willing to be criticized, judged. I don't want to be judged. I don't want you to say, oh, she doesn't remember her lines or whatever that is. It doesn't matter. She really doesn't matter. Okay. I'm not going to be perfect. So if you could see the other side of the show, if you could see what, what's really going on underneath the curtain and you could see that it doesn't matter. I am when, when uh, I was going to do the show today. Okay. So, so right now during the pandemic, we're still in the pandemic. I'm shooting from my home. Actually, a lot of shows are shot that way. I was telling our producer, Kim, today, I actually have two sound stages outside of my house, but I'm choosing, I choose to do it in this environment. Okay, there's lots of reasons for that, and I could spend an entire show on that, but I, I have kids, I have three kids, and this morning I wake up, and I'm just, I'm, like, I'm going to be very vulnerable about the entire morning because, wow, it's, it's perfect setup. So I wake up, and I'm so excited about the launch of this new show today, and I just like, knew it's just, it's tweaked, it's the, the updated brand. I'm so excited and I get ready for the day and I go downstairs and my eight-year-old is on the couch, on the chair. And he's, he's so sad. Just like, I can see it just torn. I, I don't know what happened, but he's really sad. And I say to my husband, what happened? He says, ah, there were some baby bunnies. We went on vacation a, a week and a half ago. And while we were gone, our, our dogs were not here. And so a bunny, a rabbit came in and thought, this looks like a quiet place to have my bunnies. And then we got home and uh, then my, our dogs came home. And so we noticed that this, bun, this rabbit had chosen our garden to have her bunnies. And so we put some netting down to keep our dogs away so that these bunnies could grow. And my my uh, eight-year-old was very excited about the bunnies. And this morning, I, I don't know if over the night, if it was our dog or if it was another animal, but somehow uh, some animal, some point got into the netting. Perhaps it was our dog this morning. Perhaps it was another animal. I don't know. But they got into the netting and, and tore open a hole and dragged each of the bunnies out. And there were seven of them. So it was this huge litter. And my son, who of course, of course, I can't make this stuff up. Last night he wore Easter bunny, like bunny PJs. So his PJs have a bunch of bunnies on them. And he gets up and he sees our dogs with all these little bunnies all around the yard. 
not, they weren't alive at this point. And he was crushed, devastated. And I got to, we got, my husband and I got to explain the, the cycle of life and the food chain and how it works and that they're just dogs, but he is really frustrated. And so that happened. And I thought, okay, like no big deal. He's sad, but it's okay. I'll get over it. Well, then my next son gets up, my 10 year old, and he hears right away, the eight year old says, they killed the bunnies and he's devastated. So he's sad. And then my 12 year old gets up and he's tired. And then he hears this. And so all of a sudden I've got three boys who are just sad. And my dad, he watched their kids are home this year, which is not something they've ever been before. They're going back next year. And, and so now I've got three kids and my dad's watching them this morning. He watches them every Monday. He does Papa school and I'm dropping them off. I said, dad, they haven't eaten breakfast. Here's the breakfast. They're sad because there's bunny carnage in our backyard. And they're just, they're kind of off. He says, okay, no problem. And then I get home and I realize our neighbors across the street are putting a new roof on their house. And the way that it's situated in my normal studio where, where I have a setup for the studio, it would pick up all the sound from the roof. I thought, oh gosh, I have 50 minutes to find a new studio space to, to build a new one. And uh, so I quickly got to build a new one. So the set that you're seeing behind me is not the typical set. This boom mic that I have right now is not one that I typically use. And I got to surrender in that moment and say, perfectionism is one thing, but getting my message out there is another. And so I had these expectations of it's the relaunch of the show and it's going to be incredible. And yet nothing this morning, nothing in the path is how I thought it would play out. This is not the set I thought I'd be at. I thought my kids would be excited and we could cheer and support and yay and celebrate. And that was not how it is. And so I could show up here and not share any of that because in the reality of it, it's not that big of a deal, right? I'm still here. I'm still getting my message out. It doesn't look horrible. If I didn't ever mention that, you would never know. And so it wouldn't really matter. And yet it's something that's important to me. It's my life. It's what's how I existed this morning, the stuff that's led up to that the stuff that's led up to that. And so imagine your employees are coming in every day and they're having these experiences in the morning that may be exactly as they plan, they may be not. But we tell ourselves, and these are words I hear all the time, there's workplace us and there's home us. Like it's a different thing. But the reality is if you're not the same person at home as you are at work, if you're not the same place and at home, same person you are at home or you are at work, get a new job, quit your job, sell your business, whatever. If you're not the same person at home or at work, get a new job. It's the biggest thing I can tell you right now, because that is key. There is no home Kathleen and work Kathleen. It's the same person. But yet we tell ourselves when we walk into work every day, that that stuff that was happening earlier, that we get to set that aside. That's not who we really are. But the reality is it's exactly who we are. There is no one side professional Kathleen and personal Kathleen that doesn't exist. This whole personal development versus professional development is BS because the fastest professional development out there is personal development. It's all the same thing. There's skill development, there's skills. So I can learn a specific skill. I am a recovering certified public accountant er, very early on in my career. I earned my CPA license. Now I don't, I don't learn about FASBs or SAS or any of those statements anymore. Could I look at financial statements and know the position of your company based on looking at them? hundred percent. But so could you. And the reality is that skill-based training, skill-based development is going to help me advance in a certain skill, but everything else is just development. But yet look at how we are conditional. Look at how we are conditional in how we look at development. Okay, we say like, well, development only comes in one certain area. It's BS. 
That's not really the case. And yet, as leaders, we look at it and say, okay, let's leave all of that at home or at the door in your car. But if that's our life, okay? And so you want to get the most productivity out of an employee, we get to meet them where they're at. We get to understand where they're at. It doesn't mean that we're going to have cry fests all the time, but we get to embrace that those might happen. This is no joke. I was talking with an employer and he says, I have never had this experience before. We're in the conference room and all of a sudden I had three people in a meeting that just broke down in tears, just broke down in tears. And it was like one started and then another and then another. And I said, what's going on here? Because it's not something that they're used to. Okay. They're used to a very like sterile environment where we don't bring emotion in, but guess what? Anger is an emotion. You ever had that in a meeting? <laughs> Joy is an emotion. Frustration is emotion. So these are all emotions. So let's really look at when we say we don't bring emotion to the workplace, we absolutely bring it to the workplace. We're just conditional about the emotions that we bring in. And so what I'm saying is we get to create healthy boundaries where we get to meet our employees where they are. And in order for them to move through whatever's coming up for them, because you guys, it's stopping them so that we want them to move through it. We want to move through quickly. And here's how we do that. We start as source for that. We start as source. So when I come in and I share, you guys, I had the craziest morning. We had dead bunnies in our yard. It was really sad. My kids are struggling right now. Has anybody ever experienced that? How do you support them? Because they, just, I mean, they're just getting over the loss of their grandma. And then, the, you know, things like the bunnies trigger them or our neighbor was picked up in an ambulance a couple last week, actually. It was a, she's home now. It wasn't a very serious thing, but seeing the fire truck outside and the paramedics outside picking her up, brought them right back to that moment when they saw their grandma being wheeled away. And so when I open up about that and when I share my experience, it allows others to see me like, oh, she really is human. She really is human. So obviously I care about my kids' emotions, but if I never go there with my employees, if I never allow them to see that side of me, they don't even know that it exists. I was talking on Saturday, one of my mentees calls me and she asked me, she talked for a while. We've had a great conversation and she asked me what I've been up to. And I haven't talked to her for probably, hmm, it's been, it was before my mom died since we had a real deep conversation. And I debated on how, where I was going to go with it. And I decided to be honest, vulnerable, surrender, open, all those things. And I shared with her about some of the toughest moments, about how hard it was to walk through the last few months. Uh, and, and more so, like even my mom's headstone, it's so interesting how, how this stuff comes up, but my mom's headstone just got put in. Okay, just got put in. And I, I drove by the other day. My kids want to see it. And so we drove by. And it wasn't even the headstone or my mom's name that was in there. That was fine. It was my dad's. My dad's name's on there too. And it had his birth date, but it's not his end date because he's alive. But my dad has chronic illness. And, and so he's had some issues as of late. And seeing that was harder for me than anything else. And it just kind of took me back. The finality of, yeah, we, we, all, we all are going to die at some point. Right? It's going to happen. And yet it doesn't have to be today or tomorrow or you know, we don't know. But I told her about that. I shared it. And I didn't know where it was going or why, but I shared it. And you know what she says to me at the end of the conversation? 
And this is what's key for all of us. She says, thank you for always being permission for me to go to another space. Thank you for showing me that stuff can happen in life and it's a piece of what happened, but it's not who I am. And she reminded me that the deeper that I'm willing to go, the more I'm able to open up, the more other people can meet me there. And they realize that I'm human. Because as a leader, as an executive, as someone that a lot of people are looking up to, sometimes it can be really hard to show like, this is me, you know, the greatest showman, this is me. I do not sing it anywhere like they do. But in that show, it's so beautiful. Hopefully you've seen it. If not, go watch it. It is a beautiful show about authenticity. And like, this is who I am. And you're going to like it or you're going to love it or you're not. And it's totally okay. And so when we go there, when we open up, when we show that we are human and that we have emotions and we have challenges, then it allows our employees and the people around us to go there too, which is really what's holding them back. So when we go there, they can go there. When they go there, they break through. And guess what happens? Productivity increases. Productivity increases. Yes, listen to this statistic. This statistic, I don't even remember who it came from. Guys, again, my analyzer, you know, uh, there was a statistic that said the average employee is performing at 64% of productivity. The workplace index survey, trust me on that. <laughs> workplace index survey, 64%. That's a pre-COVID number, but the reality is it's about the same even after COVID, during COVID. Where are we at in this process? I don't know, during, after, whatever you want to say. But we're still at 64% of productivity on average, which means we've got a huge gap. And what's in the way? It's about how we stand as leaders to support them in increasing their productivity. That stuff that's in the way, it's the kids at home. It's the unknown. Ooh, the unknown, that's a big one. All right, we've got so much more on this topic. And there are, there are consequences of being vulnerable. So we're going to dig into those when we get back from the break. So you guys, you are listening to the Kathleen Reeson Show, the recently rebranded in today's launch. And I'm so excited that you're here and listening. So thank you for that. And enjoy this quick break on the Kathleen Reeson Show. I'll see you in a second. Are you enjoying the conversations on the Kathleen Reeson Show? Kathleen speaks both in person and virtually at companies, conferences, and retreats all over the world. Learn about booking Kathleen Reeson for your next event at KathleenReeson.com. That's KathleenReeson.com. Now, back to the Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. Welcome back to the Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. And I'm so excited that you're here. Today, we've been talking all about vulnerability in the workplace. And absolutely, there's so many benefits of being vulnerable. And really, uh, did you, if you just look at it from a, from a productivity standpoint, we can bridge that gap of average employees coming in at 64% productive right now. There, there's such a gap that that gap between uh, 64% and 100%, we can absolutely fill that space in. But then there's, there's so many other reasons. I mean, true fulfillment, true joy. When you look at joy, like, why are people, why are we only at 64% productivity? Think of it like an onion. Okay, the first layer, if we have the first layer of onion, all you see is we're only 64% productive. So we say, why? Peel it back a layer. What's there? Well, I got all kinds of stuff going on around me. 
circumstances are going on around me. Okay. Circumstances. Got it. So pulling it back a layer. What's underneath these circumstances? Well, it's about how we show up in relation to our circumstances. Okay. So in relation to what's going on around us, are we a victim? So stuff's happening to me or are we responsible? Stuff, stuff is happening for me. Okay. How do we stand in relationship to the stuff that's happening around us? Well, it's 64% productivity. 64% of the time we're standing in relationship as it's happening for me. And then 36% of the time we're standing as it's happening to me, victim space, right? That's happening to me. The, the roofers decided to come across the street today and they wanted to ruin my free launch of my show. And that's the problem. Nah. Okay. So that would be my 36% not productive time if I looked at it that way. Okay. So now let's look at, well, why are they, why is it that way? Why would people look at it as victim? Peel back the onion. What's underneath that is that control. I want to have control of my experience. I want people to see me in a certain way. I want to paint the picture of how people see me. Peel it back another layer, but I don't want to be judged. Well, when I'm judged, what does that mean? So why, what do I really care about? And if you really want to identify this, let's go ask somebody, go ask your employee, go ask the person that's in front of you, what's really underneath that judgment? We say, okay, well, if people knew the real me, they would, what? People knew the real me, they would, what? Okay, the reality is if people knew the real me, they would, in my case, they would love me (laughs) or they would hate me. It could go either way. And I'm totally okay with that. There was a time in my life where I wasn't. I wanted everybody to like me, my people pleaser. I want to say something that would upset someone. So I wouldn't say certain things. I wouldn't get all my message out because what if that upset someone? So what's underneath that? People pleaser. Peel it back another layer. Need to be liked. Peel that back another layer. Fear. Okay. Fear. What is fear? False evidence appearing real. False evidence appearing real. It means there's a lot of anxiety in there. Like, let's not even, we can talk a whole show about anxiety in the workplace, depression in the workplace. This stuff is all happening. It's real. Look at the statistics. It's climbing at an alarming rate. And yet that's not, remember we talked earlier, there is no workplace Kathleen and home Kathleen. It's all just Kathleen. It's all just you. It's all just me. And that means all that stuff's coming back into the workplace. All that weight that I was telling you about, 29 pounds that people put on. Great. I don't care how much people weigh. It's not about that. It's about what they think about the 29 pounds they put on. If they're sad about it, they're depressed about it. That's coming into the workplace. It's all going to show up. And so for us to say, leave it at the door, it doesn't work. Okay. So we've got this onion and underneath it is fear. And when you peel that back one more layer, one more layer, this is the beauty of it. It's like the center, the core of the onion, you know, that super stinky spark you get me on your hands. Don't rub in your eyes because your eyes will burn. That's the piece of the onion that I'm talking about right now. That piece, what it is, when you go all the way back, it's the uncertainty, the uncertainty. So you started with 64% productivity and we went down and down and down. We peeled back the layers of the onion and in the center is uncertainty. The reality is we live in an uncertain world. It wasn't about the pandemic. It's always been uncertain. We don't know what the future holds. We don't know if we have 10 years or a year or a month or a day. We don't know how long we have. All we know is we have this moment. And yet we hold on to a fear of being judged, of people pleasing. And it could go on and on and on back up to the top. And it consumes us. The problem isn't that we need our minds to be full. Our minds are so full. 
There's no mindfulness. Our minds are so full. But how often do you actually quiet your mind? How often do you give yourself that space to just be okay to surrender and to let other know, others know that I have those thoughts too, that I'm scared, that I don't know what's going to happen. Because here's the thing I hear from CEOs, from leaders the most. Guys, these are, I coach CEOs all the time. I hear this all the time and I'm going to share it with you. It's, the, it's this feeling that I got to have it all together. Because I'm the one in charge. I got to have it all together. I've got to have all the answers. But here's the reality. No one has all the answers. And if I had all the answers, then I wouldn't need you, would I? So what does that tell your employees? Think about your number two. What does it tell your number two when you're saying, oh, I got all the answers. I got it all figured out. Why is your number two showing up? Reality is they're not going to show up. Because they don't feel like they need to. They don't feel like you need them. They don't feel like they matter. They don't feel like the work that they're doing matters. Remember what it is that employees really want? They want to matter. They want the work that they're doing to matter. And so we get to, as leaders, as CEOs, as executives, we get to be the ones that are vulnerable and say, I don't have all the answers. I don't know it. I used to be a consultant. I was a really good consultant. And I prided myself on being a consultant. This is the marketing space and then the business consulting space for a long time. And then I realized my business coach says to me, you're not a consultant. So what do you mean I'm not a consultant? Oh, okay. What am I then? She says, you're a coach. I said, oh, no, I'm not a coach. You. And then I got curious because I was in judgment of the word coach. And I got curious as to what does this actually mean? What's the difference between consulting and coaching? And so when I, when I dug down into it and I found the definitions, consulting is me having the answer and giving it to somebody else. I have the answer. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to teach it to you. I'm going to sell it to you. However, I'm going to disseminate it to you. But a coach holds the space that I don't have the answers. You have the answers. You have everything that you've ever needed, all the information you've ever required. You have it. You have the ability to get it. My job is to support you in figuring that out. My job is to support you in figuring it out. So a consultant has the answers and is selling the answers. The coach is holding the space for the person to create the answers on their own. And when I understood it from that perspective, I've never been a consultant again. Now, I love consultants. Consultants are great. It's a great work, but I'm not a consultant. I am 100% a coach. And the reality is you get to be a coach. In your role, you're a coach. It's not about the answers. Okay? Whenever we are leading people, we're not leading things. We're not going to tell them this is how you do it. We are leading people through significant change. The very definition of leadership, leading people through significant change. And because of that, we are coaches. But where do you go to get training on coaching? I mean, it's not like there's co- there are coaching schools, uh, but they're like people like Mia who have put plaques up and said, come to my coaching school. You don't have, where I went to school, I went, I went to Iowa State, we don't have a four-year coaching degree. It's not a thing. We don't have a consulting degree. Really, you, are, you study in an area of specialty. Okay, my, my undergrad, my uh, double major in advertising and accounting. Then I went and thought, oh, I'm going to go back and get my executive MBA. Well, 10 years out. That's what I told myself. And then I went. And so that was my my vision. And I went and got my CPA license, which was a huge undertaking. 
and such a great example of how to learn business at such a young age. You could walk into the CEO's office and say, how is this running? How did your business work? And they would share. It was beautiful. And then I went and worked in advertising because, gosh, it seemed like a really simple, simple business. And then I said, now is the time I'm going to start my own agency. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Not a clue. And yet somehow people gave me money. <laughs> it was so cool. And, and I worked my butt off to serve them because I knew they were, they were really taking a chance on me. And then we grew the company and it was beautiful to hire that first employee. And so, so however you got into the role that you're in, whether you started a business, whether you acquired a business, whether you're in an employee role, it doesn't matter. The reality is, the reality is that your job now is to coach other people into their greatness, to coach them, which means you don't have the answers. And so we get to be vulnerable. So that's the biggest shift when I'm working with executives and with leaders. And, I, and when they really see, when they really see that it's okay to admit that they don't have the answers. That is an incredible moment for them. And actually, here's how it typically works. So my, my typical client is a, is, a, uh, is a controller, right? They want, it, they want it to be a certain way. And I say, I typically work with people for about a six-month period, right? So if I'm not speaking or facilitating, I'm one-on-one coaching. And I say, three months in, at three months, and I can tell you almost like clockwork, you're going to call me and tell me you're out. And I'll say, you're out of what? And you'll say, I'm done. I'm done. No more of this surrender. No more of this vulnerability. I don't want it anymore. Like it's something you can just give back. And that's what happens. Almost to the moment. And what I ask in the very beginning is I say, when you do that, what do you want me to say to you? What do you want me to say in that moment when you want to quit, when you want to give me back your vulnerability, your surrender, when you want to give me your power and say, I'm not doing it anymore. What do you want me to say? And every single time, no joke, light clockwork, every single time, they say, that's not going to happen to me. I said, okay, I know, I know. But if it does, if it does, what do you want me to say? And then they give me the magic words. And then, of course, like clockwork, it happens. It happens. And that's the breaking point. Okay, so in order for people to grow, Okay, in order for us to really learn these skills, because we're not teaching vulnerability to preschoolers, it's not happening. We're not saying, hey, it's okay to open up about why you're scared about these. We just don't, we don't teach it. And as parents, it's not something that's taught in parenting class, at least one that I've ever been to. Maybe it is somewhere, but it's not happening in a, in a uh, I live in the United States, it's not happening predominantly here. And so where do we learn it? So when we teach it, we teach how to be vulnerable, how to surrender how to be okay being uh, judged because the reality is we're going to be judged, but it's not, it's about how we make it, how we hold that space. I have a client who's brilliant. I mean, brilliant. You know, the guys like most of us are brilliant. Let's just be honest in the world. People are just smart. It's really cool to watch. But I have a client, he's brilliant and he's really great at uh, negotiating paths through really thorny spaces. Like, so what we would deem is, wow, I'm not really sure how we're going to make it through this challenge. He's really great at navigating the path. And my experience is he is in resistance to his, to his real gift, which is navigating that path. And so what happens is a lot of people come to him to navigate that path. And for so long, he just navigated the path. And so people would come to him because they wanted the answer. So he was a consultant. He would say, 
here's they they would call him and say, hey, here's the challenge. Here's the challenge. And then he would solve the problem. And now what's happening is he's not solving the problem anymore. He knows that in order to grow, in order for his team to grow, he can no longer solve the problem. He can only hold the space for them to solve the problem. So he can ask the questions. He can know that they can solve it and hold them in that space where, hey, I know you've got the the answers. He can guide them, but he's not going to give them the answer. Because every time we give them the answer, we disempower our employees. We disempower the person in front of them because we're telling them, you can figure out the answers, so let me give it to you. That's not our goal. We don't want to do that. So switching to that coach mentality allows us to open up that space where they're empowered to be curious and to find the answer and know that they can. And then guess what happens the next time they get in a situation where they get to come up with the answer? They don't even have to go to him to ask that. they, They know the process. And so he's working himself out of a job. And most of us would be scared by that. But here's the brilliant piece. It's okay, because there are so many other levels of jobs that we could do. There's always something else. And when we trust and we surrender and say, when I train my team so that they can replace me, then I can go on to the next step. There's something else and something bigger that will appear. That is a very, uh, it's a big level of space we get to trust into. But I'm telling you every single time I've done this multiple times, I've worked with leaders that have done this every single time we hold the space that we can replace ourselves, then something bigger appears. Think about that. If that was for you, would you trust working yourself out of a job is okay? Would you be okay with that? Because for a long time, I wasn't. Now I am. Now I know that my role is just to keep replacing myself because when I replace myself, something else will appear that I get to focus on. So how do you get to replace yourself? How do you get to replace yourself? We're going to go on a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to dig more into the subject, wrap it all up. We're almost done with the show. This is the first show under the new branding of the Kathleen Reeson show. Enjoy this quick break. Are you enjoying the conversations on the Kathleen Reeson show? Kathleen speaks both in person and virtually at companies, conferences, and retreats all over the world. Learn about booking Kathleen Reeson for your next event at KathleenReeson.com. That's KathleenReeson.com. Now, back to the Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. Welcome back to the Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. And today, we've been talking all about vulnerability in leaders, vulnerability in the workplace, vulnerability in leadership works too. But even being on the radio, being on live TV, even those word mixes, you've heard me a couple of times. I'm not perfect. hundred percent. I am totally flawed because I am human. And if I worked to be perfect, I would just stress myself out. I don't need that. You don't need that. And so it's really understanding that when we share our flaws, when we share what feels uncomfortable, when we say, Hey, you know what, guys, I woke up and put my pants on the wrong way today. Actually didn't happen for me, but I'm sure it could happen sometime. I wore a blue shoe and a black shoe. Every single time we open ourselves up and show that we're human, we are relatable. When we show that we're human, when we show that we have flaws, we are relatable. And so I have made a concerted effort to show every time I screw up, (laughs) every time I get frustrated about something that I learn, wow, like that's really just not that big of a deal. 
I took a picture of my setup today, the one that I was telling you about, because my neighbors decided they were going to get a new roof, which is awesome. Great. Glad they're getting a new roof. But in that moment, I thought, what, how in the world am I going to create this new setup and how's this going to work? My husband is phenomenal and so supportive. And he says, what about this? What about this? What about this? And, and all of a sudden we have this new setup. Now I took a picture of it because I get to post, I get to share and show what my new setup looks like. It's not what I envisioned when I woke up this morning, but it works. And guess what? When I stand on a stage and speak, I am standing up. I am talking the power of standing up and it's beautiful. And yet for the last 10 months or whatever amount of show, I've been sitting for the show, which is fine. Right? But the standing energy is powerful. And so today I sourced an opportunity to stand. And maybe this, maybe I'll decide that I want to stand the rest of the time. Maybe, just maybe this will be how I show up every Monday. I don't know. But when I look at it that way, I see what's possible. So I took a picture of what this setup looks like because it sure doesn't look like this totally professional setup. But I don't care. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. What matters is that my message gets out. And how many times do we get screwed up by the mechanism? The intention is that the message gets out. But if I let myself get hung up because the lighting's not right, it's not where I wanted to stand, it's not how I wanted to, it to look, then I'm getting in my own way. I'm getting in my own way. And so when that stuff happens, my recommendation to you is to be vulnerable and share, share and share and share. And know that the risk you're paying is you might be judged. Somebody might say, wow, Kathleen, she's a hack because she didn't have it in a professional sound studio, of which I own too. But the reality is it doesn't matter, okay? And that's the piece we get to understand what actually matters. Oftentimes we really mix up intention and mechanism. Mechanism, pretty irrelevant. There's a million different mechanisms. If I said, let's use something we all know, losing weight, okay? How many different ways can you lose weight? Right now, think about that. List them off. You go for a run, go watch your nutrition, kickboxing, swimming, uh, jumping rope. We just bought, a, brought, uh, bought one of those torque machines. I don't even know how it all works, but my husband was super excited about it. We've got martial arts. This is a beautiful program where kids and adults are learning all kinds. Of, my, my kids love it. All kind, we could go on and on and on. We could spend the next hour just going through the different ways to lose weight. So there's tons of mechanisms, 100% mechanism. But what happens if I'm planning on going kickboxing and all of a sudden my car doesn't start and I can't get to the gym? So I can't lose weight because I can't get to the gym? No, there's a million different ways. I could run, I could walk, I could do sit-ups, I could do push-ups, I could watch my nutrition. There's so many different ways that I could lose weight, but oftentimes we get stuck on the mechanism, but my car doesn't work and I can't get to the gym. My car doesn't work and I can't get to the gym. And so then we let ourselves, we hold ourselves back. So we get stuck on the mechanism. Focus on the intention. That's my rule for you. That's my recommendation for you. Focus on the intention. When we focus on the intention and we share where we're falling down, because guys, we're all going to fall down. That's a part of life. But when we share where we fall down, it allows others to see what's possible for them. Our jobs as leaders, we aren't the stars anymore. We aren't the stars anymore. We are the star makers. We are the ones that light others up. That's our jobs. If you want to be the star, that's awesome. I, I will commend, I commend you. There's nothing wrong with that. But you're not, you don't have to be a leader then. Just go be a star. But leadership is about how we support others. 
about how we support others. And so there's a lot of surrender. Next week, we're actually going to cover surrender. I've done a lot of shows on surrender. It's one of my favorite topics. So it's just going to be surrender. Why do we surrender? What's the point of surrender? I could talk about this once a month for the rest of my life. I could probably talk about it every episode because it's just, it's like an onion with surrender. Every single layer is surrender. So what is it? What does it mean? I'm actually, I don't even know who's going to be on with me, but I believe we're going to have a guest on next week. I'm still working on those details and it's okay. It's totally okay because that's the beauty of life. We're ever evolving. And so catch me next week on the Kathleen Reeson show. We're going to learn about surrender. And in the process, I'm going to give you homework this week. Because guess what? I love the concept that we're in the work here. So your homework between this week and next week is to think about how vulnerable you are and allow yourself to be vulnerable. Catch those moments that are uncomfortable for you that you wish, I hope no one sees this. And that's the moment you get to share. So find one moment this week where something is occurring to you where you say, oh my gosh, I hope no one sees this or hears about it because that would be embarrassing. And you get to share it in some way with one other human on social media. I don't care, but it gets to go beyond you because there's a lesson in everything. There's a lesson in everything. And when we learn it, we can share it because it's not our lesson. It's our lesson to share. It's our lesson to share. And so that is our job as leaders, as star makers. We get to see the lessons in what's happening around us. And we are committed to sharing with the people around us. So it gets to go one layer more than you, which means find the lesson, find the moment that is uncomfortable for you. That's ooey gooey. This, I don't want anybody to see this, to know anything about this. That's the one and share it. And you know what? If it's on social media, tag me. I want to hear about it. Or send me a note, Kathleen at KathleenReason.com. I'm pretty easy to find, but I want to hear about what's coming up for you. I want to support you and being vulnerable and knowing that it's okay. And believe me, I'm neutral. So I'm not going to laugh at you unless you want me to. We can laugh together and we'll have fun because that's I'm committed to joy in uncertainty. It's why I titled my book that way. Joy in Uncertainty, A Guide to Create a Meaningful Life. It's available on Amazon. But just remember, just remember how we view the things around us. It's totally up to us. We set the tone for our employees. We set the tone for those around us based on how we show up and how we're in relationship. So be vulnerable, surrender, and know that it's okay. I'm still going to love you whether you show up goofy or not. So show up goofy and have fun and know that everybody, everybody looks a little messy most of the time. Everybody looks a little messy most of the time. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to the relaunch of the Kathleen Reeson Show, Pushing the Boundaries of Leadership. This has been so much fun. All right, guys, see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Kathleen Reeson Show, Pushing the Boundaries of Leadership. Kathleen Reeson will return next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Have a great week.